I miss you so much. I just want to say that I love my best friend. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a good way to start the newest episode of Farmers Market because because we just yeah. love each other so much. I just love her. I also wanted to tell him, and I meant to tell him, but I'm gonna tell everybody. Stefan was like in my car, like his spirit was in my car for like the whole week, and oh, I was like, I just, I just miss him. Um, yeah, I just so, be riding in cars, and I don't even be knowing it. I don't even be knowing it. His spirit just was in my car, and I just, I loved it. It was every moment. Yeah. Um, and you know I why? Just, because I was exuding so much positive energy this week. I loved it. And yeah. And the fact that Britney's free also helped that. But that's beside the point. Yeah, come on. Because we did a free Britney episode on here. Because we, we stand, we stand the, the Sagittarius queen. Okay. Uh, <laughs> One of the two only Sagittarius women that I love in my life. You better come on, Nikki. Okay. Because um, I know the girls. <laughs> I mean, I might not be standing the girls all the time, but I know the girls. Yes. Okay. My two queens are born like within two weeks of each other. God knew what he was doing. He knew. He knew. He knew the vibes. He knew what you needed. He knew. And he gave it to you. He gave it to me. Like he does that job. You know what? Because won't he do it? He okay. It to you every ball. I don't know why you don't get it. <laughs> I cannot. Um, so welcome to another episode of Farmers Market. We are back. We are back. We are back. I just want to say, I just want to take a little bit of moments to just say that I am so glad that my best friend went on this journey with me, y'all, because I already know y'all would have got maybe I can't. two episodes if I had to do this by myself. And this man just, you know, really signed on, understood the assignment, and he really has been rocking with me. And I appreciate him so much. And I just wanted to say that because we've been doing this for a minute, friend. Like most podcasts definitely die after episode 10. And we are not. We're way past that. So <laughs> I was like, I know it well, but mine is only at episode five. So you're chilling. I cannot. Why would you? Like, I can't. You and uh, Miss Jasmine, who we had on the show. Um, earlier this week, beautiful people have podcasts but don't use them. I don't understand. I don't. I wish I, I understand. understand. I don't even. Have a, I don't have a reason for you, Frank. You're like breaking up. Come on, don't do this to me this week, y'all. No, 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 no. We can't do that. We don't... live in a dream out here. We not. I know. Like we were just like really celebrating our our successes together, and. I'm upset because I'm like, why is he breaking up with me? Like, we're trying to. Okay, hold on. Are you better now? Can you now? still hear me now? Yeah, it is way better. Can you now. hear me better now? Okay. Yes, way better. Um, We were just trying to give a praise report, and then, you know, the devil was trying to get in here, and that's not it. That's not what we're doing. It's not what we're doing. Get Absolutely it together. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. So, um, friend, what did you do this week? Because you said you were super positive. Brittany is, she's a free woman, she got a yeah. debit card. She about to go tell all the tea on Oprah. Girl. I mean, how are you feeling? How was your week? Um, my week was cool. Um, I took a very he. I actually took two of them. Very healing, meditative baths this week. God is a good guy. He's an on time God. I'm sorry. I just gotta give right? him praise in the middle of the <laughs> in the middle of it. Yes. Um, 
No, I just like it was it. Yet the one I did yesterday, I was in there for like two hours, and I just was like having a whole introspective conversation with myself. Amen. Telling myself the things to let go of, the people to let go of. Someone else. The the things to shut up about, the things to speak up about. Um, so I did that, and the one the one that was earlier this week was a prerequisite, but. Um, I got a lot of good stuff going on financially coming up that Ooh. I'm looking forward to. So I Oops. can't spill the tea on that because, you know, people's ears be big. And uh, I don't, uh, I'm not I ready to I, give I them guess, the tea yet. I guess I'm ready to ask after the podcast. We're going to do one yes. of them. Okay, all yes. right then. I think it's the tea. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think outside of that, I, I don't know. I've been chilling. I just genuinely been trying to live the christmas trees up presents are getting packed it's a it's a good week how's your week what did you get into oh well it wasn't <laughs> terrible it okay. wasn't the best it wasn't terrible either um okay. you know i did a lot this week in trying to just prepare folks for the holidays um myself included and a lot of resting took place um, we mm-hmm. had a full moon eclipse situation. I don't know what type of moon it was, to be honest with you. But it did what it was supposed to do because it was in Taurus. And whenever the moon is in Taurus, I don't care if it's new, old, whatever it's doing, I want to go to sleep. So from the time, like I said, eclipse happened on Thursday evening um, until today because I was asleep before I texted you back. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've been in this bed just maintaining the rest that is necessary to keep up such high uh vibes and i'm very happy with that um yeah i just i've been working and trying to get people prepared for the holidays i restocked a lot of items um so i did did. a lot of that mixing and stuff this week yeah tell the people tell the people can get their shit because um it's been very ghetto, you know. Young Dolph passed away. Kyle has child yeah. um, because he's white, and that's what they do. And um, sorry, you said I thought you meant the rapper, and I was like, wait a minute, what he do? Because that's my homeboy, and he can't be out here doing this. But the one that uh, the one you talk about, no, homeboy, yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely, the fuck not. So yeah, like it was just a lot we got hit with this week. And I'm not even going to act like I was the biggest young Dolph stand, but I know that it did hurt the people in my community, and I really did appreciate some of his music. I do use it for motivational purposes um, and when I'm backing up the work, so I am a little bit sad about that, but it is what it is. Um, and, you know, I'm going to continue to send light and love to his family and to his community um, because that is just a tragic, unnecessary loss. Um, yeah. And then, I- you know... I'm sorry. Go it's just ghetto. You know what I mean? That's just how I felt. Yeah. But other than that, like I said, I had a pretty good week. I didn't, I don't, nothing really stood out. I love those types of weeks. Um, I did get some new products from my friend who was on the show earlier this week um, for like self love. And I tried those out yesterday. Hey, so they hey, are, hey. you know, I didn't expect anything less, but baby, them things is dang Right. Because I was feeling myself, feeling my beat a little bit. You know, I feeling yes. myself a little bit today because I got in the shower and used the stuff again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I, 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 I was feeling myself. So I like that. On top um, of that Emperor spray. Okay, baby. That thing. Don't forget about that spray. Please, that thing busting, busting. Um, you know what, friend? I think I might have to include that in a gift for you this year because uh, I think anybody can use it at this point. Well, Woo! You know, as a 
as a black gay a man man I don't know what I was trying to say <laughs> um <laughs> that uh often does not come off or appear as feminine um yes I could I could lean into that a bit more you um, can get into it and it's giving yeah. it gives like housewife vibes like um and I like that. You know what I mean? I think everybody needs a little bit of housewife in them. Even single men or men who are not, you know, heterosexual. Yeah. Um, well, or not gay. Need, they just need just that. You need the balance. You need the balance. Yeah. And in a way that most people don't recognize. And it's sometimes the problem for with with and for toxic max- masculinity. Yeah. Because there's so much belief that like feminism, feminine qualities feminine traits feminism is terrible when it's just like we could all just be equal hence the feminist movement we could just all be equals and understand yeah. what it's like to portray both energies and live our best lives okay or we could just be normal and just let people live you know what I mean right. I think that's also normal is subjective but um yeah. we could just really like you say get into humanism and let everybody live and not try to take away or add or push Correct. you know our own biases and opinions upon those who are not doing the same thing that we're doing yeah. um but i think that you bringing up the masculine and the feminine is like a really good segue to go into our topic for today so you guys voted um between schizophrenia and bipolar disorder and we have a very clear winner with i believe 75 percent uh bipolar disorder jumped out at you girls and yeah. and the guys <laughs> and the guys i don't want to forget Peace. you guys and the them um it just jumped out at all and I was in the vibes you know I think not enough people really kind of have a conversation or talk about bipolar disorder um in the ways of which the other things that come along with it I think we all know very classically that mood swings are a part of it and that's not it that's not all it's not even it's not even half of it that ain't even it that ain't even all you know and i just i think we t- we we keep talking about it and i know we've touched on it before but i just want to like warn people to stop using these phrases like um frivolously is that, yeah is that the it's just low-key disrespectful it's just it's traumatizing for people and people well, it, it can be if you are suffering with it and this is something that like you've been dealing with forever to use yeah. it just so like flippantly like it's like it's nothing well, like it's, inter- it's in it like it's interchangeable for mood swings and that's why i bought that up one of the first right. things about bipolar disorder or some myths right because yep. everybody classically you know and what we've been taught to believe it is is mood swings yeah and it encompasses so much more so if the person is having mood swings cool that doesn't mean they're bipolar right so like like you said let's just call a thing what it is just say the person having mood swings just steady up and down you don't have to say oh they're a fucking bipolar all the time they're not you know what i mean and that's confusing them because we talked about that in the last episode with depression like the labeling of I'm a depressed person the whole time you just had a depressive mood or or feeling. It wasn't like you were dealing with depression chronically, you know, Correct. for months and months and months and months. But again, when we start saying, oh, I'm depressed or this is depressive or, you know what I mean? Yeah. We're labeling ourselves and we're taking on those traits for no reason. Yeah. Um, and we have to be a little bit more, not want to say cognizant, 
of yeah, how we yeah basically how we speak about ourselves and how we speak about these disorders because yeah. there are people who live with them from day to day and it's not like they can just take off the mood swings Correct. and then you know experience everything else so um and it's easy as y'all are quick to try to manifest some money manifest a man manifest a woman manifest a person manifest ooh, this and ooh. you believe that those words have power the quicker you are say you are to say Oh, I'm just bipolar for the day. Shit. Mm, watch yourself. Mm, that was that was that was heavy. You just threw that on the people. You ain't even try to warm them up or nothing. You just <laughs> <laughs> you, you ain't even try to warm them up. You... Nope. Clearly, I got things to say this week. So you know what? You came out swinging, <laughs> beloved. You came. You just said hello. I'm here now. What now? What do you want to do? <laughs> Because we can fight. That's what it is. (laughs) No, uh, we're not going to fight nobody. We're here to fight the misinformation. um, And that is it. Um, But I think that's important that we start there, that it's not just mood swings. Um, Bipolar disorder has grown um, for the, you know, nerds in the room. It has really grown from manic depressive um, way, 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 way back to now we have a whole spectrum including just mood disorders. You know what I mean? It, it, at this point, it ain't even bipolar no more, honey. It's giving mood disorders. Correct. There's a spectrum. Yep. If you will. So let's get on there. Shall I we? Just, and I also just want to shout out to the people that do that like our fellow brethren and sisterin and vendorin, um that do work in mental health. Yes. I, I feel like the DSM-6 or the DSM-5 TR, whichever revised version we're about to get, everything is about to just be a spectrum. As it should, because I feel like, and that's to give this more power with the mood disorders that we're going to discuss, not everybody is manic. Not everybody is depressive. Not everybody is in the middle. Not everybody is having little bitty bits of ups and downs or little bitty downs. Um, everybody should be classified or seen um, and heard and I love spectrums because like with sexuality everybody can be seen and heard it's not just this or that you know right. what I mean it, it covers everybody it covers the whole rainbow yeah because um, I mean all of our things are already on the spectrum they just have individual names right but I feel like we're going to get to a point where we are just we are we are just going to classify things on the severity spectrum yeah, and we I could just give that, it, you know, we could just give it a number. You know what I mean? For lack Correct. of a better term. Right. Okay. So my mood is at a one. You know what I mean? Where I'm like, ah, ah. <sighs> but I could get stuff done. You get what right. I'm saying? That's the yeah. mood I'm at right now. Yeah. But um, I just feel like you said that's going to be super important for people getting diagnosed properly because in some cases, people may experience a lower grade. Um, of a mood disorder but they're getting hit with um, bipolar one or bipolar um, two Um, and bipolar one being the the most severe um, case of a mood disorder Um, there is still bipolar on this spectrum um, and we did give it what you people know it as Um, but we will try to discuss some of the lower level ones as well um, because then we can get into the mood in the, in the mm-hmm. mood swings because there's things specifically for that. Cool. So um, to get into the two that you know everybody knows is bipolar one, which is manic, and then we have the classic bipolar two, which is what everybody had knew it to be only to be, 
um, yep. which is ma- you know the major depressive disorder and company some mania or some manic episodes. So I personally feel like we should just start at the top and work our way down. How do you feel about that, friend? I am I am merely just the passenger on this train of yours. He said, so I'm we just, can do I'm whatever we what I'm you want to do. Train. We'll start from the top and work our way down. I'm just happy so, to be here. So I love it because I'm happy <laughs> to be here too. Um <laughs> bipolar disorder or bipolar one um is is very ghetto. I don't have any other words for it. I will mm. say it is very severe. Mm-hmm. Um, and persistent and I want and in this series because we're not done we have a couple more I want to kind of touch on before the year ends yes. but it is severe and persistent chronic yeah. I don't know how many other words to tell you this is something that happens over time and has like really stopped you from living your personal life and doing your daily living activities yes. so how you can know yeah it's debilitating yeah, oh my God, look at you. Right. I love it. Um, so um, your daily living activities include things such as hygiene, um, being able to manage your finances, um, doing things independently of, mm-hmm. you know, not having support. And bipolar one inhibits the person who is experiencing it from doing those things 98% of the time. Yeah. And into a high scale, when we think about bipolar one disorder, we're thinking about a lot of maybe involvement with somebody who's had some hospitalizations um, as a result of their manic behavior. Um, they've also had maybe some police involvement. Yep. Um, job loss. Job loss. Um, marriage loss. Marriage, extreme problems with parenting. Yeah. Um. And just not being able to really process things without the aid of medication, which we'll get to at the end of this journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like super important that you guys know that it again is persistent and it should hit you in kind of like all of those areas. And it doesn't necessarily a relationship and imp- interpersonal problem, right? Because some people yeah. aren't married, but it should really hit you in all of those places and spaces. Um and I've met some very true bipolar ones and some very young ones. Um, and I'm glad that they are seeking the help and support that they need. Um, because the onset of mental illness, just, you know, so we can keep that going too, usually is in your early twenties. You may have some incidences, um, in your teens or maybe even in as early as childhood, but the onset of it and where we can actually diagnose you, um, is in your early 20s things start to bust it wide open okay if you will um very aggressively <laughs> um either quickly yes like it takes yeah. it almost overnight um and it's very yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah almost overnight it's like very crazy how and that's how you kind of can tell bipolar one so i said i wanted to start with that one a lot of things start to happen in your early 20s. I would say from anywhere from 21 to about 25 is like the perfect age for it to just start showing its head yeah. um, where you start to make um, very risky decisions, right? Yeah. Um, we start to get very promiscuous, maybe. We start to start maybe some shoplifting. Yeah. Um, we might start just fighting. Call, fighting, being very aggressive. There's a difference between men and women. We'll get to that in a second. But being very overly aggressive, very impatient, um, impulsive, um, excessive spending, like 
excessive. Um, sexual deviancy. Oh yeah, get into. I don't it. know if that's the right word for. Oh, it, I want to say sexual deviancy, but increased sexual appetite that yes, goes into being like promis- promiscuous. Yeah. Um, you also may have some problems in managing jobs. Um, a lot of going back and forth in between jobs. Um, not being able to go to work or overworking, where you're working 70, 80 hours a week. Um, out of nowhere, you're just like, oh, I have the energy. Increased need for. Um, the, the decreased need for sleep um, with mm-hmm. mania, like just feeling like you constantly need to be going or have to be going and can't sit still. Yeah. Um, and those are some of the things that I know I have seen personally in manic people um, and the difference between men and women in mania. Um, women are more apt to experience the promiscuity um, maybe some substance abuse, risky behaviors in that way, maybe some shoplifting um, men specifically what I've seen in my experience struggle with aggression, anger, yeah. um, paranoia. Um, and also they have some sexual promiscuity. Yes, definitely, definitely for men. Um, sexual promiscuity, um, hallucinations mm-hmm. and um irrational thoughts. And it's you a... know, yeah. It it gets and gambling. Yes. That's, that's something I want to throw in there too. And I was going to say, like, some other things can start to come from that. So, like, you might see an increase in, like, compulsion and, like, your inability to, you know, leave things as they were when you were, like, when you were able to before. So, like, you might get some obsessive compulsive things, which, you know, an additional diagnosis added on to that, but it could stem from that. Um, You might see some, like, eating disorder things come up. Oh shit! Um, yeah. You better tell the girls. <laughs> you, listen, this is why we on this journey together. Yeah, because a lot of like when you when a lot of people have manic episodes, it has to come out. Like it's not necessarily always like an internal manic thing. So it can express itself by like compulsive behaviors, which then could also be binge eating. Oh yeah, so. I don't like I don't like that people be watching my life. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like that people be in my business. Why are you in my business? Well, <laughs> I don't like it. But anyway, we came um, here and exposed ourselves. So. We listen. We gonna tell the truth and shame the devil. Okay. I personally, you know, because he did got he did told my life here. I'm like, God damn, Stephen. It, it, it was not, very unintentional. So. He's not playing with us on today. He's not. My positivity is coming is manifesting in very different ways this week. I'm, he did not come to play with us today. So again, those are some of the things that you can see in manic people, people who have bipolar one disorder, and bipolar one disorder um, is characterized by basically a person experiencing more mania, more manic episodes. Um, and I would also include that to be hypomanic episodes. Um, hypomanic is where we may don't may maybe not have like a hospitalization, or we may have not you know police involvement, um, but we have the increased need for speed, if you will. Mm-hmm. So hypomanic episodes, which we'll get to a little bit later down the journey, um, can also be included in bipolar disorder one, mm-hmm. which is the manic, because that can also inhibit your life because there's a lack of sleep. Um, excessive spending, right? There's yes. the disordered 
living. You know, it's just it's just disordered. Um, you may have some, you know, motivation, a high motivation, high energy for a few weeks, and then you crash. You know what I mean? We're gonna get to depression in a second. Um, but I would also categorize people who experience hypomanic and bipolar one. Um, just because it can be just as debilitating as somebody who's like walling. Absolutely. Um, on mania, <laughs> you know what I mean? On manic, high level, high alert. So um, I also want to say for, you know, the bipolar one girls of the world um, that there's a stigma around being diagnosed bipolar one um, that I don't necessarily see when we deal with the depressive part of bipolar disorder. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did want to just talk about that because I think it's important that we understand that just because somebody who has experienced um a manic episode or some hospitalization or maybe some police involvement or instance you know being institutionalized as regards to their disorder does mm-hmm. not mean that it cannot go into remission right so yes. and this is me speaking specifically to my providers of other providers of mental health and my medical providers because I'm also noticing that when somebody has bipolar in their chart, if they go into the office, they're kind of handled with kid gloves, not saying that they're presenting with symptoms of their disorder, but they could be there for the flu. And it's right. just like, well, what kind of medication are you taking? Why are you not on medication? It's just like, um, or baby, I'm having a baby. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, are you on, do you want to be on medication? Can we at least get you on an antidepressant? Uh, we don't want, you know, that to complicate the pregnancy when, in fact, the person may be in remission for two years. You know right. what I mean? So Absolutely. being mindful of the stigmas that come along with this and, you know, in the medical profession and, you know, really arming yourself, you know, that's for a straight, you know, come at the people in those, you know, even in our profession, um, because some of us will carry that diagnosis. And like I said, it might be in remission, but we're making it seem as if it's active um, right. and that stop certain things or could prevent um the client from accessing certain things so please be careful and you know please know that i see you um with this disorder and i would not you know hold that against you you know what i mean it's not held against you um in a perfect world you wouldn't experience that anywhere else but i do want you to know and understand that i do see you and i do understand um but it still is important for you to get diagnosed or for you to receive the help that's necessary i don't want you to hear this and then believe like oh i think i have this but i don't want to say anything because i don't want to be discriminated against um the only way that you can get the help that you need is to actually you know say call a thing a thing um but i did want to put that out there for all you know any mood disorder or any mental health disorder that there will be people even in your the field that's supposed to help you that will discriminate um but that doesn't mean that we can't you know find the people that don't okay Thanks. so and i will also say if you aren't being open and honest about what is genuinely going on which we talk about a lot cuz a lot of people try to come in and play us that i don't know why think that they can play us and us having to like you're just prolonging it, but that's that's another rant. And that's um, your business. That's that's <laughs> your business. Your business. <laughs> but um, the more that people come, or the more that you deny what's going on or don't talk about what's going on, you're putting yourself up to more discrimination because you're not allowing yourself to. You're not allowing someone in to figure out what's going on. Now, granted, there are a lot of people out there. We have trust issues in our community with 
medical professionals. It's the reason why 67% of y'all will not go get this vaccine. Okay. I get it. However, if you can find some way to take ownership of the things that you have going on, because that's all this is, is you taking ownership of whatever is genuinely going on in your life, the more you can begin to own it. And then this whole discrimination aspect, you'll know, you'll know the bullshit for what it is. Like you'll come across somebody that will genuinely tell you or guide you or help you figure out what's going on. So then that way, when someone does try to come to you and bullshit you and discriminate you, you don't have to worry about it not being because you haven't owned what's going on. Okay, because then we can educate and advocate. That's a whole nother episode, though. So, because you already know the vibes. vibes. um, I do want to say that that was important for me to bring up, especially for that particular disorder on this journey and on the spectrum. Because it's like, as soon as you hear that, it's like, oh, you can't trust nothing this person says. They're a poor historian. They're making things up. They maybe they're manic. You know, they're not taking their medication. And you know what I mean? It's 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 a battle. Um, mm-hmm. But I did want to get into bipolar two disorder, which is the next one on the spectrum. Um, to then we get to the lower level fives. Um, bipolar two is categorized by that cl- like clinical depression or manic depression that we talked about before the old school version of where you might have had uh, maybe a minute or two where you was kind of fucked up. But most of it was more depression. Um, and major depressive disorder, like we talked about last week, is chronic. Um, but again, with this particular disorder, it does include some manic or hypomanic um, episodes, right? Mm-hmm. So you're going to have more depression than you will have the manic episodes. But that don't mean that the manic, the manic episodes ain't no hope. Okay, so you might be depressed 90% of the year, but that 10% gonna wear your ass out. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's why I gotta be included. You know what I mean? She's bipolar 2 ain't no hoe, okay? Um, Because being (laughs) extremely depressed um, and having dark thoughts, suicidal thoughts, Mm -hmm. um, being, like he said, debilitated to the point where there are months um, or even weeks where you can't leave your bed, right? Um, Or you can't have not have thoughts of self-harm um it gets very very dark very very quickly there are several people who have succumbed to bipolar disorder um bipolar 2 disorder because the depression is way too much um in that case that's where we have to keep seeking out support and keep seeking out help to help us in those dark moments and be honest about those dark moments I wanted to bring up suicidal suicidal thoughts or ideation specifically for this group um, because the ones actually have it because it's like I'm so high I'm so up all the time that when I get low I don't ever want to feel this so let me just end it without thinking that I'll eventually get another high what happens with the bipolar twos is where it's just like nothing is ever high enough you know what I mean I can't get up enough Um, so it's just like I just want to end this um because I know what it it feels to be up but now I can't you know I've been down for so long you know when am I going to get another one of those and suicidal thoughts which we could do a whole episode on I actually one of the first things I did when I first started in this field 13 years oh shit Mm. I've been doing this for a long time (laughs) y'all one of the first things I did um 
in this field was crisis counseling and suicidal and suicide prevention. I learned, I did a very intensive training program for three days over a weekend where I had to learn about suicidal thoughts and ideations and how to talk somebody back into life. And it was transformative for me. I will share that even in that training class, we had somebody who wanted to commit suicide and had to stop because yeah. of the class. You know what I mean? <laughs> they be, we, that, that class wasn't no hope. Okay, no. so um, and, I'm, that's, yeah, no hope. My, my side diversion from this for two seconds. Right. And this is, again, for anyone that's listening that may think about like getting into our field or dabbling in it or even like wanting to do some like volunteer work or anything. Or want, yeah, or like wanting to go back to school for this. My, I was just talking to somebody about this. My number one recommendation for anyone that is like coming out of their bachelor program or even going into a bachelor program, whatever, um, for psych, counseling, social work, any of the human services um, fields is at some point, get into the field and figure out how you want to navigate the field. I know we had a whole episode about this before, but like, oh, we need to do it again. The field <laughs> and do do some crisis work. I am not a crisis person, right? However, I am a very calm person. I am a very direct person, but I am also a very comforting person. So I have qualities that do well, like in crisis situations. But the way that my anxiety is set up, absolutely the fuck not. <laughs> I am not a crisis person. Baby, that thing be kicking. Right. But go into this field and do some crisis work, volunteer for the Trevor Project, and like talk to our LGBTQ plus kids that are struggling and sometimes on the brink of just wanting to be done. And, and, help them through livening themselves coming from wanting to be unalive and and just get that experience and then let that shape how you want to be going into this because the way that and I'm trying to like wrap this back around the bipolar um because that's the topic but yeah, you can <laughs> we absolutely can <laughs> the way that I view everyone and it's the reason why my anxiety is so heightened every time I meet with somebody. I think that everyone wants to kill themselves every time they come into my office. Oh my god! Yo, <laughs> this this man, this is my, this is my best friend. This this my life partner for real. Like I just know it. This is my life partner. I'm, I'm dead ass. Like I go in with the mindset, and again, this is working from a crisis point of view. But I go in with the mindset of like everyone wants to kill themselves, and then when they come in and they don't. And we're able to have some cohesive conversation. They're taking the guidance. They're doing the steps. They're doing this. They're doing that. Then, like, I can calm down and I'm good. But, like, the crisis stage of of work prior to even, like, finishing any kind of program sets the stage for, like, the worst of the worst. I can have somebody with bipolar in a manic episode, you know, screaming at me, threatening me with a knife at a kitchen table. Been there. Well, he was also schizophrenic, but that's oh, um, next week. <laughs> <laughs> baby, that's a vibe. Okay, I'm yeah. sorry. 
but I can have that. And like, I'm alive. Like I'm still, I'm here, I'm chilling. But I can also have the client come in that, you know, is constantly depressed about not being in a relationship that gets to a relationship, has manic episodes all the time until they are no longer in that relationship and then they're back down and like work through those. So I say this to say, get some experience, understand how people are yes, just Cameron. people. I'm podcasting. Sorry, y'all, go ahead. <laughs> it's his feature for the day. <laughs> and uh, and understand like understand what it's like to constantly want to want to be on your toes but be happy when you don't have to be and I feel like that is how people with not only bipolar but with mental health disease illnesses problems wake up on a daily if they wake up with the baseline understanding that like there is something there that makes them not want to do this, but they are well enough to to go beyond and continue to live their life because they want to, then they may be on their toes, but they can lessen their anxiety. They can baseline their episodes. They can bring down that hypomania. They can bring down that mania to this baseline of where they can just go and live their lives. Yeah. That was my tie-in. No, no, it's fine. You can it manageability is what we ultimately want, but I will say with the suicidal thoughts, just to wrap that up, so we can do like the lower level one, so people are aware. Mm-hmm. Um, it, suicidal thoughts happen, and like I said, my first in my first inclination when I first came in this motherfucker, I was not on some love and light shit. Like I was very much in the trenches, you know, on a crisis line in the middle of the night, talking people back to life. Yeah. Um, and getting the support that they needed so I understand it and I don't want you to feel like I'm having suicidal thoughts I can't t- say anything and then just kill yourself right. you know what I mean like you gotta actually talk to somebody you have to find a clinician who is um, competent because far too often in this field like you said figure out which, which your, your, your level because just because somebody says they have suicidal thoughts or they want to harm themselves and even if they have a plan doesn't mean it's immediate like you need to go into the hospital or you need a hospitalization you get what I'm saying like we need to have a conversation first like okay so what is this you know where are we at with this Mm -hmm. you know what I mean and I think far too often we've we've been trained or we're being trained to oh no suicide you got it you need an inpatient and it's like what yeah and I mean I've seen a couple videos like that on TikTok where the people be like they'll <laughs> I don't know how they have their phones in these inpatient units to record TikToks, but they do. It could all be a lie. I'm not sure. Conspiracy Who knows? Theory, but that's another you know that's another episode. Um <laughs> but they or I saw a video of a guy coming out of it and out coming out of an inpatient and he was like, you know, I was honest with my therapist and it landed me at an inpatient hospital. And then that creates trust issues, especially within our community where there's already trust issues talk about it talk about it because you know so, bipolar from the black person experience oh child it's very ghetto and i will say because just ghetto on the end of your familiar support don't give a fuck don't know how to give a fuck and don't care yeah. and then the system does not care so as your person i'm here to tell you i do care and there are people out here of color who do care and who gonna help you they're gonna be in the trenches with you yeah. but and um people, sorry just to just no no, no go ahead, 30 seconds There are people of other colors that have also worked within our community long enough to know 
what to look for and how to work with us. So you, as much as you have to work for a therapist and it has to fit, the therapist also has to work for you and it has to fit. So you vet them as much as they vet you and you figure out, is this going to work for me? Is this there it? Are, right. Because I've, you know, I've come across some people that are, that are not my color, but they've been the most helpful. Okay. And then I've come across people that have, that are my color. And don't are, know nothing. And don't know <laughs> a thing. So, you know what I mean? Don't face the light off. I mean, you definitely deserve to have a provider of your color or of your experience or of your background. Yes. Yes, uh, but baby, sometimes that ain't always that ain't always possible. But um, I will say, even in the lower level, so there are some new things that have started to come out um, with mood um, on the spectrum that are lower level that can still be just as debilitating, um, but not to the point where we're maybe having some hospitalization talk or police involvement or extreme. Mm-hmm you know, limitation in our daily living activities. Um, So we have a persistent mood disorder um, where your mood is just, you're just moody. You know what I mean? There's a difference. You know, that's like a lower level one that's pretty new that I've seen that I've actually used with my adolescents. Um, And I wanted to bring it up because I want you guys to see and understand that these things can be predisposed and these things can show up earlier than adulthood um but having persistent you know problems with your mood is in most times an indicator that we won't get to maybe one or two you know what I mean adults can also experience persistent mood where you're just kind of moody and your mood um is something that um is not controllable sometimes right there are other times where we may be triggered and our mood is like okay then there's other times where we're not. And this is where I think everybody is getting confused with the persistent mood disorder um, is thinking that's bipolar and it's not. Correct. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of like I'm feeling hot and cold, basically. It's how I want to explain this. Um, or persistent mood disorder is where we're hot and cold. We're up, down, and can't really kind of pinpoint or regulate our own mood. Right? Yeah. Where yep. bipolar encompasses so many other ideas outside of mood, but are mm-hmm. also tied to mood. This disorder specifically, like I said, is very prevalent and it, it could be an early indicator in our adolescents and in our children where they're struggling to regulate. And then that's where we can get them the support. So maybe they don't slide all the way up, depending yep. on their hereditary you know, biological combinations and stuff. But um, have what have you been your experiences, I guess, with the persistent um, mood disorder? Um, so, I so a lot. Well, when it comes to are we talking about like kids? Or are we talking about in general? Yeah, I would say in general. Okay. Um, I don't know. I think that I when I like diagnosis wise, when I'm thinking about those, I put those more into the kid like sector of things right um with also things like um disruptive mood dysregulation disorder like things like that where you'll see it manifest like in school so when you think of like oppositional defiant disorder the thing where they're constantly like yelling out in class or they're starting fights in class or they might be the class clown or they're easily frustrated while they're you know in a school setting or around people um you see these very 
like different mood shifts but from a parent perspective you can kind of see when those things manifest right and but you're not seeing a lot of those ups and downs quite yet and so it's not enough to give them you know the the bipolar disorders and i guess the same thing would manifest like in um in adults so it might be like circumstantial like you recognize when you're in a workplace is when your mood starts to shift right and be like an extreme shift or when you're around certain people or things like that like it it's still debilitating but you don't have these huge like highs you don't have um these bigger like characterizing moments that that we would look for if we're diagnosing somebody with uh bipolar or they're not you know exhibiting a lot of manic features when they're having manic episodes you better talk about it that makes sense okay and I think, and like I said, that's why I wanted to bring up the kids or bring up those lower level ones and not just necessarily regulating it, disruptive mood disorder, right? Not yeah. necessarily in other, you know, persistent mood where yeah. your mood is just not it. Um, yeah. Those disorders can also be seen in adults. And again, that's where I want you guys to understand it too, that everything is not just mood swings. And that's, there's something specific for that, like the disruptive mood or, you know, other persistent mood, right? Right. Yeah. That stuff is more for that. That if you want to call yourself that, okay, cool, fine. Do what you need to do. But you know what I mean? For you to yeah. then, like I said, shift yourself and again labeling yourself all the way up at the top where you ain't even nowhere near there. Right. And because for real, like do your research. Like these things are right on Google. Yeah. So I find out, but you don't like a lot of people don't know what to look for. So like you might genuinely just be having, I mean, you might just have a mood swing. You might just be upset right now. You might have a disruptive thing going on and you can characterize it, but without knowing that these things are out there, that they exist, y'all go for the extreme and just dive in. Yeah, like I'm ready. I'm ready, folks. I'm ready. (laughs) And if you have the wrong person, so the thing that came up for me when you were talking about like um, being on, when we were talking about like being honest with the provider and being open and things like that, when I think about that, I think about people that simply have just been told that they are depressed, like they have major depression or they have depressive disorders or things like that. And not, and then never really opening up about like manic episodes that they don't know, like chronic spending, chronic spending is not what I wanted to say. Like dramatic spending, overspending, overextending yourself. Um, Like you said, the eating, like these other moments when you come out of of a depressive episode or when you come out of that mood, like for a lot of people with like major depression, with a diagnosis of major depression, when you come out of that, you are at your baseline. Like your baseline is not the depression, but when you dip down, you are in this depressive state. When you come back up, you're at your baseline. For other people, when you come back up, you come back up and you go all the way up that roller coaster and you are you are binge eating. You've gained thirty pounds. You've spent Ooh, all your money. You quit your job, Ooh, and then you shit. and then that propels you back down. Goddamn to, <laughs> to this like to this moment where it's like okay. So if you if you're not honest or open or 
even acknowledging. And sometimes people don't see it because I did an assessment for somebody the other day that I asked and originally she was like, no. And then as I probed a little bit more, I'm like, you know, you don't, you don't take expensive mall trips to King of Prussia. You don't hit like three or four buffets in a week. Like you, you got to get these questions in a way that makes you think about your daily routine to know like, oh shit. Yeah. I'm out here fucking it up low key. I I said something that she was like, you know what, actually, well, well, actually, and then she started, (laughs) she started going through it. She was like, you know, I do kind of do some of these things. And I was like, okay, cool. I mean, I, that's not, that's not my automatic go-to to be like, oh, now you bipolar. But it's just, it's a Let's thing ask some questions. to think about and get asked in a different way or answer in a different way that makes you understand like, oh, this is a part of it. Like, you may think that you spending a whole paycheck at, um, Sephora. I don't know, right, <laughs> is like your normal October when in fact, like, nonsense, your whole August and September you was ready to be done. And yeah. now your rent check is not about to happen, but you got you got makeup. Yeah. That it, you see, again, going back to that spectrum, that if we're so focused on it has to be mood, everything's related to mood, everything, well, I'm having mood swings, so I must have bi- bipolar. Right. <laughs> you see how we're leaving things on the table. You know what I mean? We're we're and even in the like you were mentioning just to go back a little bit with the kids, mm-hmm. even those little things precursors to an inability to manage your mood yes. naturally. Yeah, it almost always can happen to be bipolar disorder, and it's showing you so that you can help put the coping skills in place at that time. Not everybody will be caught at that time, right. But it is important that we have or continue to have these conversations around mood. And we're not just saying, oh, I got mood swings, so I got bipolar, like you said. Or, oh, no, I don't have mood swings, so I don't got bipolar. It's not that deep. But then whole time, (laughs) whole time. Right. You got bipolar, sis. Like, I I just, I just wanted to just put that out there. And um, we're going to wrap this on around town just because... Girl, we are almost at a girl. We at the girls, we almost at an hour. So, I just um, I want to say like two more things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One, we are we in this field are always discovering new things, new ways of diagnosis, the way that technology works, the way that these kids are evolving, like the way that all these like people are happening we are just like we are discovering new ways of doing things all the time it's the reason why we're at a fifth version of the dsm while all these other dsm well yeah but even like within the four and the three they all have revised versions so we're actually at like i swear i don't know maybe like the 13th version of the dsm but that's low key low key um (laughs) (laughs) so we are constantly like finding ways to redefine the way that we are diagnosing people, the redefine in the way that we are working with people. So there are a lot of parents that get upset or get mad or feel some kind of way when their kids are like diagnosed with like, so when the DSM-4 came out, let's say your kid had a, a diagnosis of bipolar, whichever one, 
Right. And now, you know, the, they're, you're up in arms and you're this and you're that. And now the DSM-5 comes out and the criteria, you know, has changed a little bit or things have shifted or we've like redefined it. And now they have a disruptive mood, you know, dysregulation disorder. And it's just because, like, it's just because we just are redefining the way that we are trying to work with people and understand what is going on. So as it's constantly evolving, like be mindful that again, this diagnosis for whatever reason that y'all think that all diagnoses are death wishes or death certificates, they're not. They're not. They are just a framework in which we classify something so that we can understand how to best help you or support you. That's it. Um, I did real quickly before we get to the end of this wanted to do a medication blurb listen bipolar people people who are bipolar who are struggling with bipolar disorder who experience bipolar disorder not all of us will be on medication but a lot of us probably will need some sort of medication even if it's short term to manage Mm -hmm. these problems Um, especially my ones and my twos I love y'all okay I am y'all you know what I mean I am I've been there But yeah, you might have to take a medication sometime. You know what I mean? Sometimes we just can't. It's just biologically, unfortunately, just we can't. We're not able to manage. Yeah. Um, and we need that that little bit of boost. And I also wanted to also bring up the chemical imbalances that also go along with the bipolar disorder. And we didn't talk about that like we did with the depression, um, as well as the medication. Be careful because most people who experience this. Um, sometimes it can be brought on by trauma or a traumatic brain <clears throat> where the chemistry is knocked out of balance or biologically speaking or hereditarily speaking. You have literally a chemical imbalance in your brain. There's not enough coping skills. There's not enough nothing. Sometimes you, not have to take, yeah, there, you have to take medication, baby, because yeah. those things are not balancing out. And I understand that it can be overwhelming. It can be frustrating It because you have mm-hmm. to take a journey. Um, not everything will work right away, but I'd encourage you to stay on it um, yeah. because you need it. You know what I mean? Because like I said, it's a, it's not a I don't want to or I don't need it or I'm hotel or whatever situation is. You need it because your brain just is not like everybody else's. It's not built like a normal quote unquote person's brain. That's subjective. But yeah. your chemicals don't balance. And that's a problem. You know what I mean? That's going to create and continue to create a problem. I don't care how much you journal. I don't care how yeah. many baths you take. Yeah. Um, so again, please do not go into this with the I'm not taking medication. Or, I don't want to take medication. I'm telling you as a person with lived experience, I have taken every medication you could possibly take for bipolar disorder. And baby, when I tell you that shit wore my ass out, it wore my ass out. But I know if I need to go on some medication, I'm gonna do it again. Yeah. So you have to just commit to wellness. You know what I mean? And this is not coming from a place of um, wanting to push medication on people because I'm the last person. Um, but true. I do want to understand. Want you guys to understand in this in this disorder class, we always, almost always, that myth of we're not going to take our medication or yeah. oh yeah, you're not going to take the meds. Um, and yeah. I want us as a, a a community to do better. You know what I mean? Because we need them. Your brain, unfortunately, is not going to create this the magical no. number it needs um, to be well. 
it it needs a little help, and that's all right. Yeah. <laughs> that's why we all it need is. a little help with something. We do, um, and it's it's the reason why people study this, and this is not to like brain control. It's not to uh, right. keep tabs on you. Like it's not any of this. Like this this shit is literally studied to best help people regulate what is going on in their bodies. We as therapists want everyone to at minimum have a baseline functionality to be able to get their basic needs met. That is all we want to do as humans. Everything else, icing on the cake. But as basic of of needs as our as us as humans have, we just want to get our basic needs met. And so these medications help to get to that baseline of getting your basic needs met. Yeah, and I think, and even with the vaccine conversation, right, um, and us being like, ah, anti-vaccines, we're not doing it. Um, Mm -mm, mm -mm. It just... It's a non-political show. It's not. We're not political. I was just saying. We. I'm just saying, put it in that perspective. Like, I I understand, you know, the government and, you know, people are very weary. But with mental illness, again, there is a biological component. And for us in this particular class of disorder and the one that we are going to talk about next, because it's heavy medication, um, is unfortunately needed. And I know we don't want to take it and I know we don't want to do it. Um, but I just wanted to even kind of have that conversation. Like if you're like on a fence about taking medication or whatever, start with something that is maybe short term. In some cases, mm-hmm. you can start with something short term so you can see. And if that works, then, you know, work it. But don't be afraid of medication. Um, mm-hmm. It can help. Um, and I want that to be the closing message of bipolar disorder. Like, don't think that... Uh, you you can't take the meds and the meds are the devil. It, it, you know, that's paranoid thinking. You know what I mean? It is yeah. at its best. So, um, friend, we really did the fuck out of this episode. Let me tell y'all, because we really could have did part two of Bipolar. Bipolar, she is that girl. Okay, I'm going to let y'all know. Yeah. She is that girl and she will wear your ass out. If and she's subtle sometimes. And she subtle. is. She's real cute sometimes. But 98% of the time, she's not. So yeah. let's get the help and the support that we need. Um, as always, in the description with these episodes, we are putting the NAMI support groups. They have a support group for almost every mental illness. Um, and next week, when we talk about schizophrenia, um, we will also kind of combinate or put in their um, socio, um, schizoaffective disorder. I'm sorry. Because that encompasses bipolar as well as schizophrenia. Oh, baby. get We're going to get into it. It's going to get weird. It's going to get weird. It's, yeah. it's going to get weird. Um, I'm going to let you know. But that's all right. Because we're here for you. Like I said, we're in the trenches with you. We're you know, we are, we not laughing at you. We're laughing with you. Nope. We are not trying to leave you out. This is not a Rose and Jack situation. There's plenty of room on this door. Come on, Jack and Jill. Um, so <laughs> I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Um, so we will not do the questions today because like I said, we literally are at an hour and we know that sometimes y'all want long episodes, sometimes y'all don't, but, um, please check out these support groups in the description. We appreciate you for supporting us. Um, we, we love it here. We love y'all. Um, check out our stories cause we're going to do one. We're actually going to do schizophrenia for next week, but the following week, um we would need to see what you guys want to do if you guys want to do grief or if we want to do personality disorders because i think that's what we need to do um baby um, i think after next week at least for me personally because this one's gonna hit personally 
we got to do something lighthearted that next week um, or the following week, not next week. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We could probably do. Um, um, well, let's do something cute. So we'll change. We'll we'll make it less 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 aggressive. Cause baby, that schizophrenia ain't gonna be no hoe. I'm gonna let you know. Cause <laughs> she ain't no hoe. And no. I know that episode gonna be heavy as fuck. I already know my personal experience with it. Yours is gonna be Same. ghetto. So uh, we'll do something lighthearted. Maybe we'll do something cute for the holidays. Um, yeah. And yeah, so we're gonna get off here. But we Wait, love you guys. You know what we'll do. I'll talk to you afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm, I'm going to call you literally when we hang up. <laughs> I'm going to call you when we hang up. Um, so <laughs> we're done. Thank you for listening to us this week. Um, actually, yeah. on this week, you guys will actually have access to two episodes, actually, because one is already live. I spoke yes. with Miss Jasmine of Black Madonna Cosmetics. We had a conversation about spiritual businesses earlier this week, and I went ahead and just put that up for you guys. Mm-hmm. I want to give you guys a variety, give you guys different things. Um, and then because I know this is heavy so again like breaking it up that's why I've been you know breaking it up because <laughs> this stuff is heavy um, so check that episode out because it will be uh, promoted next week or tomorrow with this episode um, so again you have something that's not you know okay cute I'm learning something and then I'm learning something right. so um, check those episodes out this will be up tomorrow whenever you hear it it's tomorrow right so again check out the description for the NAMI support group also check us out at our links you know go buy all the Ashley Lisa products we having a Black Friday sale what you plugging friend uh, I don't know uh, <laughs> you know what I'm all the way in my head uh, <laughs> I mean the IG popping all my picks from Miami are up there now it's given okay it he had a wall I did. And, you know, shout out Pray for Miami. They are, like, drenched in water at the moment. So, like, I got in and got out at the absolute right time. They are flooded literally, like, on the streets that I was staying on. So, Pray for Miami. Pray for Florida. Um, What else am I plugging? That's all I got. I don't got much. (laughs) I can't with him. Anyway, so, I personally, like I said, appreciate you guys. Thank you for going on this journey with us. Um, this is just the beginning and I hope that with listening to these, you know, very cute, very exciting, um, many briefs on these disorders on mental illness, you know, that we can change the narrative. Um, and we will see you guys next week. Next week. Bye. Bye.